This is an ABC podcast. Hello, this is Coronacast, a daily podcast all about the coronavirus. I'm health reporter Tegan Taylor. And I'm physician and journalist Dr Norman Swan. It's the 300th episode of Coronacast on Wednesday the 19th of May 2021. Who would have thunk it? Certainly not me. When we first talked about doing this podcast, I honestly thought we'd be doing it for a couple of months, and I'm very, very sad to be wrong. Although, of course, it's a pleasure working with you every day, Norman. And we did have one of our correspondents, one of our coronacasters, who's actually in the United States. We've got many coronacasters in the United States. And this coronacaster wrote to us, reckoning we should sing this episode of Coronacast. I don't think so. <laughs> you should be careful what you wish for, a coronacaster, because I don't need much encouragement to sing, but I won't sing today. But instead, let's talk about jingles, Norman. And other countries have had some very cute and cool coronavirus vaccination campaigns. I'm personally in love with the one from Singapore. Um, you were talking about the one from New Zealand that you love. We don't really have one in Australia so far. No, so let's listen to little grabs. Let's listen to a little grab of the Singaporean one to start with. Everybody is t- Oh my gosh, Singlish, I just love it. It's so cute. <laughs> and here's the one, which are really, I'm sure you can't see the, the vision, but um, here's a little grab from the New Zealand one, which is also great. Hey, COVID! You are a bit of an egg in 2028. Hey, boys. Yeah. And we see you making friends with 21, 22, and the rest of ever. But guess what? We got plans too, because we're overfighting and we're ready to win. <clears throat> Watch out. Because you know what this is? It's the metaphorical door to freedom. Right, so is cute and funny and charming the way to go when it comes to convincing people to get vaccinated? Well, I think um, it's better than having um, one of the government doctors with a stethoscope around their neck having the immunisation. I mean, I think that was important as a sort of role model and, you know, it's fine if I'm going to have it, but probably not enough. I think we've got to... We've got some of the best advertising creatives in the world in Australia, and we could be we could produce if we unleashed them. They could produce some of the most amazing creatives, rather than something that's looked as if it's been created by a communist government committee. Yeah, we need to get the Gruen transfer team on it, or maybe uh, Kath and Kim. Yeah. So, I mean, here's the here's the range of stuff that could be done. Not that I'm a I'm a creative. And by the way, we want you to our Coronacasters to send in your one line elevator pitch to get people vaccinated, what would you say to them? And uh, creative, funny, scary, what are you going to, what are you going to say? And we'll, we'll bleed them into the, uh, into the Coronacast as, uh, as the days go forward. That's right. Of course, you can send that to abc.net.au slash Coronacast. But Norman, I want to know what your pitch is. I mean, we're doing it every day, but what's, what kind of approach do you think would be most effective in Australia? Well, um, I, think, I think what we'd have is a suite of campaigns. I think there's got to be a bit of a scare. Do you always want to be on edge when um, somebody turns up with the virus? So you might have a series of dramatic headlines saying new case in Victoria. We need a circuit breaker. New case in Western Australia, new case there. We now have significant community transmission. Flash of McGowan saying lockdown. The whole Perth metropolitan area. We'll be going into full lockdown. Flash of Palaszczuk saying lockdown. We do expect there could be even more cases linked to this cluster. How much longer do you want to live in fear? Full lockdown. That would be one. (laughs) 
You might have a schmaltzy one, which would be um, schmaltz is Jewish for cooking fat and sort of like that. But um, so a schmaltzy one would be pictures of grandparents down the Zoom to their grandchildren. Poppy loves you, mate. Hopefully we'll see you soon, be able to give you a hug and a kiss and uh, take you to the park, eh? Um, overseas, how long is it going to be before the world gets physically connected again? Um, is this something that you want? Hi, Nana. We miss you very much. So you can go for schmaltz and tugging at the heartstrings. You could go for um, do your bit. So where the bloody hell are you? I'm not sure that's going to cut it. <laughs> But I'd stay well away, well aware, well away from the the risks and minim, you know the, the the risks of it because I think you can be pretty honest about that that the risks are not high, and get on with the positives of what's of of what's there, and then the other is find out what, what you know what are the points. I mean, are people not turning up because they think there's going to be long queues or they can't get in? I mean. In New South Wales, if you're between 40 and 50, all you've got to do is register and you'll get an appointment in the next couple of weeks to have your Pfizer done. I mean, that, when I said that on West Australian Radio uh, earlier on this week, they were surprised because you can't do it in WA yet. But you can do it. In, so showing that, in fact, what you think might be true, that there's long queues. There were no queues yesterday in the convention centre in Melbourne. You can just turn up and get it and wait five minutes. So that it's easy. It's accessible, not just through your GP and, you know, Get it done. There's no barrier here. Just go off. Absolutely. I think if there's ever been uh, the truth in the word that Australia is a, is the lucky country, it's at the moment. And Martin actually sent us a message um, via abc.net.au slash coronacast saying, I got my jab last week by luck. I was at the GP's clinic for a consult when the reception approached me to ask if I want to jump in for a cancellation. Martin's over 50, did not hesitate. Martin says, I'm an immigrant from a country that is literally dying because they do not have access to reputable vaccines. Yep. And you know, and I think a lot of this in terms of hesitancy is just access, convenience. It's not so much resistance because of side effects. It's, you know, I've got to, got to get that, you know, an hour off work or you know, how am I going to get in? Where can I go? I'm not sure that all the clinics are actually tuned into that where, you know, you can turn up at 7 a.m. on your way to work and you can turn, in, turn up at 7 p.m. on your way back from work. Are we really tailoring the uh, clinics, some of these clinics, I mean, the convention centre in Melbourne, I think it's open between 9 and 4. Well, that doesn't help people who have got to work. Get convenient. And maybe some of the respiratory clinics are doing that. Yeah, that sort of thing, access. And I think the other thing that's been an issue in Australia is that we've got, we're in such a good position that we sometimes maybe get complacent about it, that why would I bother going out and trying to get a vaccine or why would I take what's a, in real terms a very low risk uh, when there's hardly any risk of catching it at all? But we, we dawdle to vaccination at our peril, as we're seeing with countries like Taiwan at the moment. Yeah, Taiwan was the international poster child for control of the COVID. I think until a week or two ago, they'd only had 1,000 cases in a country of 25 million. So the population is similar to Australia. They had controlled entry for uh, a long period of time, good data, uh, good tracking devices and so on. And it's taken off and they've gone into lockdown. So all the people call, opening, call, calling for lock, opening up prematurely, this can take off and it can take off so easily, particularly with the Indian variant, the 617, which is probably 40% at least more uh, contagious than the UK variant. That's right. And we haven't even really hit winter here in Australia yet. And we know what happened last winter. Yep. So CSL's turning out well over a million doses of Astra each week. 
we could be up there at 200,000 doses a day. That's roughly the rate of America at its peak performance. Uh, and, they, and they don't have an organised healthcare system. We do. Yep. As Hamilton says, don't throw away your shot. <laughs> That's right. Had to get a Hamilton reference in there. So you went to a seminar yesterday at the Kirby Institute on vaccines. What, what was said? That's right. So Rana McIntyre was talking about what we know so far about vaccines and immunity at, at this sort of country level. And a lot of it's stuff that we've talked about on Coronacast before. But one of the things that she said was really interesting was really about the kind of long term or medium term projections. And she was saying that in Australia, at least what we're going to want to see is domestic vaccination rates above 70 percent to be able to reopen borders. And then in addition to that, it's not just throwing open the doors and going back to the way life was two years ago. We're going to be considering infection, uh, the levels of infection at the places where people are coming in from overseas and that maintaining quarantine is going to be necessary for some in some form for quite some time. So she was talking about that need to invest in appropriate quarantine facilities and that probably vaccine passports are going to become a thing and are probably going to persist for many years. I mean, and they they have for many decades with things with, uh, for example, yellow fever to some parts of the yellow fever certificates in some parts of the world, and that that's going to be no surprise and really important. And your know, home quarantine can work, but you've just got to have it carefully designed. Yeah, that's right. And then the other thing that she said that I think is bears repeating, even though I think we all know it now, is that SARS-CoV-2 is not eradicable. So I think a year ago, there was this hope that perhaps we could stamp out the virus altogether and send it the way of smallpox and that we could eradicate it completely. That's not an option. We're going to be living with it for a long, well, forever. And so we need to figure out ways of living with it long term. Yeah. Um, the thing is, we've got to minimise spread. That's the key thing. And the other thing that she was saying is that the vaccine rollout, you're already seeing the results in those countries that have been hard hit. So there's been a dramatic decline in deaths in the United States. Deaths in the US have come down to the lowest level for the entire pandemic since the vaccine rollout. So that just shows that in real world terms, vaccines are working. And so... Yeah, and that's, and that's at 16,000 new cases a day. So still getting a lot of new cases, but deaths are right down, I think, at the 200 level or something like that. Absolutely. But yeah, the take home message there is vaccines work and we just need to get on it. Yeah. So get on it and send in your one liners where your elevator pitch to get vaccinated. Go to abc.net.au slash coronacast to ask a question to upload your one liner, your elevator pitch to get people vaccinated. Well, well, we'll read them out to you tomorrow and that's when we'll see you next too. See you then. Full lockdown.